experience. Now today, I have the great privilege of wrapping up our series entitled Joyful. I hope that in this season you've experienced some joy. I hope that you had a great joyful Christmas. I hope that you had some fun. I hope that you rested and you had some relaxation. And I hope you had some great gifts. Who got some really great gifts this year? Yes, I see so many of you. I hope you had a great time. I hope you experienced some joy. But most importantly, I hope that during Christmas, you focused on Jesus. Because even though Christmas is over, Jesus is still the reason for the season. He is still the focus. He is always the focus. And today, I want to talk a little bit about how Jesus is the joy of Christmas. Jesus is the joy of Christmas. He's the greatest gift we could receive. Yes, we received some really great gifts this year, but the greatest gift the world has ever experienced is Jesus Christ, and he really is the joy of Christmas. Now, this whole month, we've been focusing on the story of shepherds. They were out watching their flocks at night, and suddenly angels showed up, and they said, we have good news of great joy. In the city of David, Bethlehem, Jesus has been born. Go find him. And when they found Jesus, they discovered that he was the joy of Christmas. But I'll, today I want to focus on another group of people who discovered the joy of Christmas. And it was the Magi, the wise men. Now kids, I'm going to test, I'm going to test you today. It's going to be easy test. I think you guys can pass. Last week, Pastor Jim mentioned that the Magi came from a place. They came, and it starts with an E. Where did they come from? Where? East. Yes, exactly right. The Magi came from the east, and they were looking for Jesus. And they found Jesus by following a star. And so today, I've titled my message, A Star Worth Following. A star worth following. I want to invite you to join me in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. So I invite you to open up your Bible, open up your Bible app, open up your Westover app. We're going to look at the Word of God together. We're going to discover how the Magi, the wise men, found Jesus. Because Jesus is a star worth following. Let's look at the word of God together, verses 1 and 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. They saw a star rise, and they said, We need to find Jesus. Some of you may be asking, how did they know to follow a star? Well, just to give you a little bit of backstory, in ancient times, there were several times when the nation of Israel was in captivity. And one of the things that the nation of Israel, what the people would do, is they would take their holy scriptures with them. And it ended up in the king's court. And so it just so happened that when they saw a star rise in the east, they said, what is all that all about? And so they went back and looked through the ancient writings and they discovered a prophecy about a king that would be born and that 
the symbol and the sign that would appear in the sky would be a star. And they discovered that Jesus was the king. If there's one thing I want you to leave with today, it's this. It's that Jesus is the only star worth following. I'm going to say it again. Jesus is the only star worth following. They discovered that following the star would lead them to Jesus. So today I want to challenge you to let Jesus be your north star. If you know anything about astronomy, you know that the north star never moves. Yes, the earth orbits and the stars are fixed in place, but as the earth orbits, what happens is it appears as though the stars move. But the north star never moves. In the same way, Jesus wants to be the north star of your life. I know this year has been difficult. It's been challenging. You face some of the hardest times, maybe in your business or your family, maybe illness, maybe sickness. Let Jesus be your north star. In fact, I spoke to a man right before service today. He came and he came for prayer a couple weeks ago. He had surgery for cancer, and they removed a 20-pound tumor. And now he is in remission to the glory of God. And it's because Jesus is the star that he's following. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what's swirling around in your life. But if you allow Jesus to be the focus of your life, he's immovable. He's unshakable. He will guide you forward because Jesus is the only star worth following. If you put Jesus at the center, you'll experience joy. You'll experience purpose. You'll experience meaning. You'll experience fulfillment. You'll experience everything that God has for you. And so I want to challenge you to put Jesus at the center. Let him be the star of your life. Here are three steps to put Jesus at the center of your life. Number one, find Jesus. Find Jesus. These wise men were on a journey. They traveled for months and months. Some scholars even think that they may have traveled for a little more than a year. They went on a long camping trip. They lived in a tent for months on months. They rode stinky camels. They didn't bathe for weeks. Some of you are grossed out, and some of the middle school boys are like, yes, no baths. But they had a mission. They wanted to see where this star would lead. They wanted to meet the newborn king. They wanted to come and worship Jesus. And so they traveled, and they followed the star. What's interesting about this story is, when they arrived in the, in the country of Israel, they went to Jerusalem and they went to the palace of King Herod. And they said, King Herod, we saw the star rise in the east and we came to worship the newborn king. And Herod said, there's no newborn king here. They said, this is the message that we have heard about. So King Herod went and looked through ancient scriptures and found out that the king would be born in Bethlehem. And so he told the Magi this, and we pick up the story in verse 7 and 8 of Matthew chapter 2. Then Herod told them, the Magi, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. What the Magi didn't know at the time was actually King Herod was trying to trick them. He wanted them to go find Jesus so that he could take Jesus out. 
But there was still some truth to what King Herod told the Magi. And there's still some truth to what King Herod told the Magi, and it applies to us today. We need to go and search carefully for Jesus. I want to challenge you today, go find Jesus and don't stop till you find him. Don't stop till you find Jesus. So here's my question. What are you searching for today? What are you looking for? Are you looking for peace or purpose or meaning or significance or approval or achievement? You can look everywhere else. But if you're looking for these things in your life, you can find them in the person of Jesus. He will give you fulfillment. He will give you peace. He will give you joy. He will give you the love that you're missing in your life. Some of you are saying, I feel unloved. I feel unworthy. I don't feel like I have a purpose. When you find Jesus, you'll discover everything that your heart is looking for and so much more. Go find Jesus. And how do you find him? You look for him with all of your heart. You look for him like you look for something that you've lost. How many of you have lost something before? Something of value. I think all of us, we've lost some things. Maybe kids, you've lost a toy or a tablet or a gaming controller. Maybe teenagers or young adults, you've lost your cell phone. Maybe adults, you've lost your keys or your wallet. Maybe parents, you've lost your kids. Maybe some of you have teenagers right now and you wish they'd get lost. But what do you do when you lose something? You go and you look for what is lost till you find it. Why? Because we always find what we focus on. We always find what we focus on. What are you looking for today? I hope you're looking to find Jesus. You'll find Jesus when you search for him with all your heart. That's what the word of God says. Search for him with all of your heart. And if you're willing to look for him with all of your heart, you'll find him. But even if, even if you're not looking for Jesus, here's the good news. He's looking for you. Jesus is looking for you. And I want to encourage those of you parents who have teenagers or adults or adult children who have families who are not seeking God, I want to reassure you that Jesus is looking for them. He is pursuing them. He is chasing after them. Yes, you can give him praise for that. As I was preparing this message, I came across a quote that just pierced my heart. It said this, A thousand times in history, a baby became a king, but only once. Did a king become a baby? Only once did a king become a baby. Jesus was up in heaven, and he knew that we couldn't find him in heaven. So he took off glory. He stepped out of heaven. He came to earth as a baby so that we could find him, so that he could find us. I want to reassure you that God is in hot pursuit of you even if you're not looking for him today. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. That word seek there means to pursue diligently, to seek earnestly, to chase after with intense focus. Jesus is looking for you. I want to challenge you to find him today. But if you find Jesus... 
Don't just stop there. Follow him. Number two, to put Jesus at the center, follow Jesus. But don't just follow him on Sunday. Follow him on Monday as well. Be willing to pursue him. So during the week, I'm going to slide into your life during the week when you're on your phone. What are you looking for? Who are you following? Hopefully Jesus. Exactly right. This kid's got it. During the week, who are you following on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or Twitch? Are you following Ryan's World or Blippy or Dude Perfect? Are you looking to follow Charlie or Addison Ray or maybe Zach King or Spencer Knight or Ninja or Booga or Mr. Fresh or Myth? Who are you following? And where are they leading you? These people online, let me be candid with you. These people online, they want to have influence and a voice in your life because if they can dominate your focus and if you follow them, they make money. I read this week that Ryan's World had 2 billion views this year and he made $23 million. What I've discovered is that these people, they want your focus because it benefits them. Here's what I've discovered. When you focus and you follow Jesus, he blesses you. God is fulfilled in and of himself. He doesn't need anything from us. Yes, he wants our worship and he wants our focus, but not because he lacks something. It's because when we shift our focus on him, when we follow him, he blesses us more than we can ever imagine. He gives to us. He doesn't take from us. Yes, we give him worship. We give him our focus. But it's so that he can bless us. God doesn't want to take from you. He wants to bless you. Don't just follow these people online. Follow Jesus. This is what the wise men did. They followed the star to find Jesus because Jesus is the only star worth what? following. Jesus is the only star worth following. In verses 9 through 11, it says this, after this interview with Herod, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with what? They were filled with joy. They were filled to overflowing with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. When you find and follow Jesus, you experience joy. Now, some of you experience a form of joy. You experienced happiness a couple days ago when you were anticipating that present that you were going to get. Some of you have been waiting for Christmas for months. Some of you kids have been crossing your fingers saying, Jesus, please let my parents read the list I wrote for them. Some of you even wrote a, a list to Santa. You, there's things that you're wanting. And when that moment came Christmas, you went under the tree and you pulled out these presents and they were wrapped up and you opened them and you experienced in that moment temporary happiness. You experienced something on the inside. But I suspect for some of you, even that happiness is, has faded away a little. But when you find Jesus, you actually find joy. And joy is something that stays with you because when you have Jesus in your life, he's with you always. He's inside of you. He's with you. 
And you can have joy today because Jesus is the greatest gift we could ever receive. Happiness is temporary, but joy is permanent when we find Jesus. The wise men, they found joy by following Jesus because following Jesus, not getting followers, determines our future. Kids, students, young adults, these people online, they want your focus. They want your attention. We live in a culture that talks about getting followers. Don't get followers. Follow Jesus. I'm reminded of a passage in Scripture that says, this is what the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Parents, that's a good word for you today. Follow Jesus and invite your family to follow you as you follow Jesus. You'll discover that if you follow Jesus, he'll give you a hope for today and a future for tomorrow. God wants to give you joy. A hundred, a hundred thousand likes or a million followers will never fulfill you. Only Jesus can fulfill the craving of your heart. Now let me pause here and tell you a secret. I want to suggest to you that the star the wise men followed wasn't actually a star. I listened to recently a respected astronomer who happens to be a believer. He's a spirit-filled believer. He's part of the Assemblies of God. And he says, I have studied all the nine phenomena that you see up in the sky, and nothing explains what we see in Scripture. For you see, stars are fixed up in the sky. They never move. Yes, it appears that they move when the earth orbits, but they never move. Planets move, but they move in a predictable pattern, in an orbit. When you see comets, they move, but they keep moving. And when you see space rocks or shooting stars, when they enter the atmosphere, they burn up and then they eventually disappear. What the Word of God tells us is that the star rose in the east. There's nothing in space that rises up like that. So what was it? I want to suggest to you that it was the visible expression of the presence of God. Theologians call it a theophany. It was the presence of God. It was the visible manifestation of the presence of God. I want to suggest to you that that's what it was. And so I want to take you back to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 13, we discover the story of the nation of Israel as they've exited out of Egypt. They were led in the desert by a cloud during the day and a what at night? A pillar of fire. When you look at verse 9, it says this. The star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. We look in verse 11, it says, they entered the house. Nothing in all of space, in all of cosmology, moves and then stops, moves, and then stops, and emits light. Nothing does that. But the nation of Israel, they followed a pillar of fire at night, and it hovered over the tabernacle. In fact, it hovered over the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies was where the presence of God was. The tabernacle in the Old Testament was the temple and the house of God. And what we see here in scripture is that it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. 
It stopped over the house of God. It was the Holy Spirit moving, leading them to where they needed to be. In the same way, the Holy Spirit functions in the same way. God wants to show up in a visible and tangible way in your life, not only this year, but next year. He wants to demonstrate his power. He wants to move and lead you. Sometimes he'll invite you to take steps that don't make sense, but then he'll say, stop and hover here for a moment. Be willing to follow the Holy Spirit. And what you'll discover is that the Holy Spirit will always lead you to Jesus. It will always lead you to the house of Jesus. Some of you have felt like you're in the dark. The Holy Spirit wants to shine light in your darkness. He wants to lead you to Jesus. Now, kids and students, some of you may be saying, I don't understand who the Holy Spirit is. Well, the Bible tells us that, that God is one, but it's made up of three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all together. They're all in unity. They all have different purposes. But the way the Holy Spirit works is he tugs on us. Have you ever had somebody tug on your shirt? You feel it on the outside. The way the Holy Spirit works is he tugs you. He tugs on your heart, but from the inside. And some of you, while I'm speaking right now, either here in the room or online, you're sensing a tug, and you say, I don't know what that is. That's the Holy Spirit. He's inviting you to find and to follow Jesus, to find his presence, to chase after him, because if you do, you'll discover joy. Follow the leading of Jesus. In Matthew 4:19, Jesus said this. He called out to his disciples when he was inviting them to follow him. He said, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. What Jesus is saying in this passage is, I want to be your friend. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to give you a future. I want to give you a purpose. If you're willing to come and follow me, I'll give you a future. But your future is not in you being famous. It's not in being famous. It's in making Jesus famous. Number three, to put Jesus at the center, make Jesus famous. For you see, when you lift up Jesus and make him famous in your life, he will make you famous. When you make him the focus and he's famous in your life, he'll make you famous. But what you'll discover is that when you become famous... You'll discover you don't want to be famous. You want to make him famous. For you see, it's not about building a bigger platform for yourself. It's not about getting a big following. It's about building the kingdom of God. It's about elevating the king. It's about letting him be the focus and letting him be famous in your life. If he is the focus and he's famous, he'll lead you forward. Verses 10 and 11 says this. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child and then they bowed down and they worshiped him. They came forward and they worshiped him. But they didn't stop there. They gave God their very best. They gave Jesus their very best. They gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him the very best of what they had. Does God get the very best of what you have or does he get the leftovers? Does your phone or your gaming system or your friends get the best of who you are? Does your car or your house get the best of who you are? Does what you look like or how you're dressed or your nails or your hair, does that get the best of who you are? What you focus on is what you worship. 
What we value is what we worship. It's what we give worth to. Jesus is the one that deserves our worship. For you see, worship is how we make Jesus famous. But worship is not about the songs we sing on a weekend. It's how we live our life each and every day. It's how we speak life and truth to the people at our job. It's how we speak value and hope into the hearts of our children. It's how we honor God when no one is looking. That's what worship is all about. And in just a moment, the worship team is going to come forward and we're going to lead you all in a worship moment where Jesus is made famous in this house. But before I do, I want to give you the opportunity to find and follow Jesus. So I want to invite all of you here in the auditorium to stand. Those of you who are home, stand as well. Set aside every distraction. Let Jesus be the focus. Because you can't have a hope in a future unless Jesus is in your life, unless you find him and follow him. Today, some of you are looking for something in your life. You're going to everything else, a relationship, and you're wondering, why can't I find what I'm looking for? It's because you're looking for Jesus. And the good news is he's looking for you. Finding Jesus is as simple as ABC. It's A, admitting you need Jesus in your life. It's B, believing he came to find you, to save you, and to lead your life. And C, confessing with your mouth, from your heart, or saying to Jesus from your heart, I need you. I want you to be in charge of my life. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to lead me forward. Some of you are searching. Some of you have never made a decision to follow Jesus, and some of you, you strayed away. I want you to put Jesus at the center. Let him be your North Star. You'll never get confused. You'll always be led forward. He'll give you more than he'll take from you. He'll give you a hope in a future. And so today I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes, everyone. Side to side, front to back. No one looking. I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus. So if you're here today and you know that you need to find Jesus and you want to follow Jesus, And eventually you want to make him famous. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes, yes. Hands up all across. Yes, yes. You can go ahead and put your hands down. Let's find Jesus today. Let him be the North Star. So I want you to say this prayer. I want, In fact, I'm going to invite all of us to say this prayer. It's always good to reaffirm our need for God. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm lost without you. I want you to be the star of my life. I want you to give me a hope and a future. Forgive my sins make me new be in charge of my life today and forever in Jesus name amen if you said that prayer right now from your heart to God he heard you and now you're, you have found him and you're following him and so today God's not done I want you to make him famous I want you to lift him up 
Because worship is a lifestyle where Jesus is the star, where he's the focus. As we end this year and we start the next year, let Jesus be the focus. Let him be your champion.